0: Uh, jusqu- Sweet. Sweeties.
1: Sweeties. <laughs> hey everyone, I'm Wah.
0: and I'm Chris, and welcome the docusweeties Sweeties.:
1: We're two longtime friends to discuss the riveting and sometimes trashy world of reality TV and docu series.
0: Yes, but through our own lens, honey, which sometimes it's like crappy, it's like fishy. It's like you're like been watching TikTok and you've been like cooking like weird Korean f- fish stuff off TikTok, you know? Like, and then like, what does it taste like? We have to like look at your Instagram to find out and we'll see what happens. But then the day you have dessert at the end. So it's hopefully mildly sweet.
1: Yes. Um. So, you guys, we are talking about 90 Day Fiance <laughs> The Other Way, season four, episode 17, the tell all part three. I'm your host, Sean Robinson, and Chris just made an interesting comment about weird foods from Korea. Chris, what makes the food weird?
0: uh by weird foods it's more just like weird tiktoks that the person that i'm absolutely calling out specifically finds and then decides to make like it's like frozen fish that you know like from a bag i guess that's okay you just like throw it into something i mean i don't know quite sure but like you think we're talking about a day but i think that for a lot of us we know we're talking about your instagram wall
1: Yes, so let me um, add context to this by saying that Chris doesn't eat seafood at all. So she would quite literally not know anything about the preparation of, or the packaging and or the storing or preservation of any types of seafood. Um, Now, the truth is I've never had frozen crab before. I have always bought the crab alive and boiled them to death, but this was not that meal. Um, So yeah, anyways, I've been making Korean food, I made something called balsam, I think that's how you say it. And I didn't make it very well. So I had it today and then I was like smelling it all day. So when I went to eat it, I didn't like it. But you know what I also didn't like? I also didn't like the beginning of this damn tell-all where we start talking about Chris and Jamie and they just start throwing out facts and then there's no like resolution of if it's actually true or not. This was the most, not unhinged, but this, they did not provide us a good tell-all this was a bad last episode it was two hours and i felt like everyone just walked away not married and Gabe and isabel must feel like they are on top of the world because they're the like best couple to come out of it like debbie's not with that fool like jen is like shouldn't be with that fool and it's like crying boohooing the, the boots the house down and mahmoud and nicole are obviously going to be on next uh season and <laughs> And um, Chris and Jamie are just, it's just like a, it was like, bleh. I don't know.
0: I mean, yeah, I think that Nicole and Mahmood are the king and queen of the season. And that's why they're going to obviously be on the next season. I think that mm, I'm hoping, you know, that Gabe didn't give us a little Easter egg of being like, who knows? You might see us in America. I was going to be like, what the hell does that mean? You no. know, like, what the hell does that mean, Gabe? So uh, let me tell you this. Yeah, I don't want to even have a long episode because I truly did not like this The entire three parts of this tell all. So it's just not even worth it. I'm mad at them. I'm gonna tell you this right now, Sharp Entertainment, get your shit together. And I'll tell you right now, Tim and Veronica are not it. I like at least the idea of having more people speak Spanish so that really people can at least facilitate that conversation. But I mean, Tim's voice is un listenable. Like that's not a word, but what I'm trying to say is I can't listen to it. Honey, you cannot, don't do that to us. Those people aren't watchable or you cannot hang your hat on those people. Those are not the smart, funny commentators that's going to give you uh, better content, going to comment in the moment that's like uh, educational and or insightful. It's just drone it's just long. It's just, it looks like you are trying to start a fire, honey, with, ai mean, a piece of bubble gum that already has wet saliva on it. And then like, you know, a, a twig. I mean, you have no money. It's laughable. I mean, you know, like, here's the thing. As the, you know, actor's about to go on strike and as the writers are going on strike, it really goes to show you how important it is to really have, like, quality people in the room. And you can see how they really phoned it in. I mean, I don't know. The the producers that worked on Nicole and Mahmoud through the season did the Lord's work, and then everyone else is amateur. So, Matt Sharp, get your shit together.
1: Wow. From the mouths of babes. Um, So, I... Tim... Is unnecessary he was unnecessary the last time they put him in this and he's and him and veronica are unnecessary now it was like at least good as somebody interesting like they could have phoned in jenny and submit when talking about jen and rishi you know that would have been interesting oh you know what you know what i'm like what's happening in my life now is that twice now i've seen uh rishi tea so rishi is a type of tea or something so anyways there's that um mm. yeah so, yes, let's start with uh, the ex-boyfriend sending Jamie naked pics of Chris. And I'm just like, who? <laughs> no, I don't want it. So then um, Chris Chris is... like, then we have a conversation about how much money that Chris supposedly gave Jamie. And she says that it was 10K. And Jamie says it was 1,740 to be exact. And she's like, well, somebody else sent the money. And then Mona, the mother, comes out. And Mother's like, the mother... The mother says what needs to be said. She tried to be on Chris's side, but she ends up saying, I think that Chris went there and it was a lovely idea. However, she wasn't prepared for what it actually was. So her mother tells us the exact reason why Chris left. Where When Chris won't tell us. Chris keeps saying it's because of pain medication and because she needed to make money. Her mother comes out and says it's because Chris Thought it was going to be one thing, and it wasn't.
0: Yeah, like Chris thought it'd be like free flowing opiates, opiates. Or I can't do math. What's 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 drugs? Opia opiates. He, you know, in o- Chris's opioids. Mm-hmm. So Chris's mom, Mona moans, moan moans about how much money though Chris gave to Jamie, and that part obviously you know is a moment of contention. Chris's mom has a lot of uh, problems, you know, in her home. You know, she has a daughter that is just Calamity Jane, Calamity Chris, and, and Sleepy. And Calamity Sleepy Chris's son is, you know, Calamity Smith, Calamity Chris Jr. You know what I'm saying? So... As much as you can, like, show up on this tell-all, honey, and tell us, you know, like, how great your daughter is and, you know, like, and how she was in love in with love and it just, you know, wasn't really reality, I also kind of want to be like, Mona? Come on here. A little closer, Mona. Okay, also, though. What? You know, you've been we uh, we did watch the entire season. None of us went to bed. We watched your daughter the entire time. We can like, come on though, Mona, come on. A little something. You're not going to like, you're not going to give us a little something, you know? And I know that sometimes Chris has her own issues c- just so that we can like hang our hat on something because none of anything you're going to say is going to make us, you know, believe it if we don't have you state the obvious, which is that, down your genetic line is some substance issues, and those issues have been on parade this entire season. And Jamie has had to been like, she disappears for a long time. You know, like, so come on, come on,
1: yeah. I, I think Mona tried to. I think she tried to do it in the best way. When she wouldn't say how much money she sent, like I'm gonna tell you right now, if if someone is, if my child is giving me money to send to somebody in a foreign country, I would know that amount, especially if was coming through my PayPal. And she's like, well, there, how much, uh, a, th- a thousand? How much though? Ten thousand? Sure. I mean, she wouldn't even say what it was because it was probably closer to the what Jamie said it was than what Chris said it was. And here's here's one of the things that I want to I want to reenact for y'all. So here's what happened. Chris tells us what she did to that boyfriend who sent those photos to uh, Jamie. She says, well, you know what, I I was very upset. You know, I I, I, I went over immediately to his house. You know, I bust down his bedroom door open and I said, what are you doing sending pics? What are you doing? So I took his phone, crushed the phone and then I ran like hell. And I said to myself, how does that story make sense in anyone's brain? So somehow you got into the man's home. And I don't know, what, did he let you in? Do you have a key? Did he let you in and then he ran to the bedroom and like locked himself in so you had to bust it open? You, Chris, 109 pounds. You bust open that man's bedroom door and then you went and you got his phone from him somehow. Did you wrestle him? We don't know. You got his phone and then you crushed it. What, with your bare hands under the tires of your car as you sped away?
0: Because apparently you ran like hell. How, on foot? I yeah, don't understand. <laughs> was- <laughs> definitely, definitely on barefoot, you know, <laughs> definitely barefoot on gravel. Like when, you know, this is the thing about Chris makes me feel like if Britney Spears was not famous, there is a, there's like a pair, like a parallel universe in which Britney is somewhere at a bar in her like podunk town. And Chris comes in and, and Britney's drunk and Chris and Britney have a conversation and both are the bananas and they get drunker and drunker through the night. But then at some point, Chris weirds Britney out. And then Brittany has to barefoot stumble home. And then Brittany wakes up the next morning and is like, I can't drink no more.
1: So Tim and Veronica come out and Veronica's (laughs) like, look, Veronica's like, look, if, if it were me and I were Jamie, if somebody stopped talking to me for 60 days, then I would think I was single too, or however Mm -hmm. long it was. And then all of a sudden she, Chris provides new information. Well, we spoke after five days. Chris, can we rewind the tapes back to episode one of you telling us that you did indeed disappear on her? And it was because you got scared and so you ran. So all of a sudden now you're like, we were talking. It was just fucking weird. So Tim is like, well, someone's lying. And we're all like, it's Chris, she's crazy. (laughs)
0: meanwhile i do not care and this entire conversation with chris and jamie i've hated since the beginning they started it which was of course the tell-all part two this is again the same conversation that ended the tell-all part two so at this point i'm like my mind is mush mush and then uh, they pull over to osama and they're like osama what do you think Osama's like,
1: I don't know what's
0: happening. I mean, you know, like, Osama's like, not been following. And I'll tell you, same, Osama. Same, <laughs> same, same.
1: Um, so then at the end, they're like, ladies, would you like to say anything? And Jamie's like...
0: "Oh." <gasps> Yeah. <laughs> I do think like, Yeah, uh I'm worried about Chris's mental health. I almost want to be like, and what else are you worried about, Jamie? Like and her physical health with things that are happening inside and outside and in and, and going inside and outside and her you know, like I wish that Jamie would you know, but she doesn't only know the Spanish she, she knows. I wish that she had, at one point Jamie would have just been like, wait one second, Veronica and then just have just say everything she wants to Veronica. Meanwhile, Gabe. Meanwhile, um, Isabel. Meanwhile, Daniela. Meanwhile, Johan's like, oh, really about Chris? And Chris is like, what y'all saying? You know, like, I want that moment. Because at this point on the dais, there are, like, equal parts English and Spanish speakers.
1: Yes. Yes. And it's better that Veronica, Veronica is truly the only American Spanish speaker. Like, I don't think Danielle nor Gabe, like, understand fully, fully. So it's nice to have Veronica there to, like, just come out and say the thing that we need her to say. Um, but, yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, it, it was an interesting yet boring um, situation. So then we move on to uh, back interesting to, yet boring. yeah, we, we move on back to Nicole and Mahmoud because of after him storming out so it's like they really are getting all the screen time and that necklace is just poking her in the throat consistently and constantly um so then um he comes back on and the sister is there I mean the brother sorry Ahmed is there as well um and so this is part of me that I was like wow Sean Robinson doesn't really speak to non-English speakers because she did the thing that a lot of Americans do is that when you speak to somebody who doesn't speak English or doesn't speak it well, you have to say the thing you mean and not the idiom. So she says, "Uh, Ahmed, do you think that Mahmoud is hard on Nicole? And I said to myself, hard on is not, doesn't make sense to a non-English-English-speaking person. And I thought to myself, does Ahmed think a penis? Does he automatically go, oh, hard on. Does that mean an erect penis? Um, So (laughs) what she should have said is, Mahmoud or Ahmed, do you think that Mahmoud has too many rules for Nicole. Something that is translatable. So I don't know. That was probably what was making me annoyed because then I feel like Ahmed was like, no, no. And I'm like, but do you understand what she's saying? Now he might have. But that's my, yeah. that's my two cents on that.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I, I see what you're saying. I think that he did understand that. And I think that yeah, had better question. You're right. It, and it's, it's one thing what you're saying is the idiom, but also for me, the question is, Do you think your brother is too strict because of how he believes like, is he too orthodox in his religion in does, in the sense of, does he expect his wife to be too strictly Islamic? Or do you see a world in which Nicole could be, uh, you know, practicing Muslim and be a little more lax about things within the Muslim spectrum of worship? Like, yeah. some, like that's what I, you know, like that's, there's all the, you know, that's yeah. what I'd like to know. But yeah, so basically um, then we also get uh, this horrible flashback scene, which at the time time felt transitional and fake. And, she, and also Nicole looked gorgeous at it, as if she had almost got styled for it like yeah. she definitely had prepped herself for this scene in every way yes. and this scene happens and it's basically where she confronts Mahmoud for having had text DMs with some woman from China who was trying to sell him on a TV and he's like what? what was in my phone? what is it? you know it's like that and as he's doing this I'm like in my mind I'm like this fucking is breaking it's because he knows it's fake he knows he, he's not Actor. He's a again a lovely, nice, but I mean also very strictly insular per, f- f- fabric store worker. Okay, and I've been saying this a billion times. So he's never I mean, even he's like he's like oh, the producers told me to be this thing with the DM on oh, my baby boo. You know I don't care about some fake Chinese person on a DM Instagram. I ha-. like I feel like that is his energy. Like in one billion years, I just don't think that this is Mahmoud smiling in this moment being like, I don't fucking care about you, you stupid white wife. I think it honestly reads like, this isn't real, you know?
1: <laughs> yes, for me, I thought they were, they were laughing because it felt to me like nervous laughter. Like I agreed with Debbie when Debbie was like, oh, I don't think that she, you know, they're being rude. I just think it's nervous laughter. I thought the same thing um, because even hmm. if the thing is fake, He's not taking it seriously because for him it wasn't serious. So like Yeah. Yeah, so like, you know, it's it's annoying to me that everybody's like, oh, "God, you're terrible. How dare you laugh during this p- portion?" And we all know like even Nicole is not upset because she knows that it wasn't real. Yes, right? She yes, knows yes. she knows that that even if it was real, that the conversation's yes. led to nothing. And so she's calling him out on it, but also like, okay, yeah, you didn't actually say anything, but it inappropriate that you did even contact her and ask her if she got to the hotel. Okay. Now, this prompts Gabe to be like, you know what I think of you? Let me tell you something. You're scummy. And again, I'm just like, Gabe, shut up. Like you. you okay, whatever. So he's now here and he's just like, dude, dude don't talk to me. Don't say anything to me. And he's like, you know, did you even apologize to her? And I wanted to be like, Gabe, that's none of your business. Like, leave these people alone. (gasps) Nicole's a grown ass woman. Yes.
0: yes. You know, I almost feel like it felt in a way like Gabe was trying to mansplain why Nicole should feel bad in her relationship. Because Nicole never once on this tell all talked about, I'm really kind of scared about what's going to happen when we have kids never yeah. once she never it was never it's not a fear of her this person like made a whole big ass deal about two people that they had never even like brought it up nor about them nor about each other like nicole never said it was like a fear of hers or whatever and in the same thing this like nicole doesn't even really care about the woman but like yes like gabe you know gabe was given one assignment mm-hmm. and he but and he went after it i mean i I wonder what it's like to rewatch this. And maybe he was just like, yeah, if I go after, you know, them, like, you know, I'll say some things and I'll be exciting or whatever. But the truth is, God, it made me not want to watch you again. Made me feel like, oh, no, I can't. I can't have my heart with you because I don't feel like you are tolerant and worldly. Yep yep and then he
1: he's like here's my advice I think you guys should divorce first of all that is wildly inappropriate for you to say that as a married person to another mari- married couple absolutely you guys should get divorced like that's none of your business and you don't really know what's going on also How dare bring you? that bring that same fucking energy when 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 you have to have a conversation with Monica like you were
0: yes, you're a little put yeah, yeah 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 you
1: are un, you are unconfrontation you non-confrontational with your own family you said now let's talk about Monica coming out in the dress that she was supposed to wear to his wedding mm. looking like her mama sitting down and he's like we've been talking and she's like no we haven't been talking he's like i sent you memes and she's like that's not talking like this is we need to talk about what happened we find out all of this stuff now i don't know in which direction this situation is going but one we find out that um she was supposed to be a part of the wedding and and in two different ways Isabel thought that she was going to be a bridesmaid and her mother even like patterned a dress for her. And Gabe thought, oh, she's going to walk me down the aisle with with our mom. None of this Monica knew. So was it even true? Who's telling the truth? I mean, I just don't understand it at all. It was just such a weird thing. He actually gets up and sits next to her, which I thought was very lovely of him to do. You know, that's that's his ace boon, you know, since the womb, that's his that's his bestie. So I get it. But it, it it was just so weird that they both had a different idea of what happened. He, she says, you said that I was the downfall of all your relationships. And then he's like, no, I didn't say that. I said that you were a part of the downfall of all my relationships. And we're just like, "Gay, why don't you just say the thing? You're You suck because you're telling your sister that she's the reason why your relationships didn't work. And the truth is, it's not her. It's the girls. And it's you. It's you. So... You know, maybe she saved you from a lot of nonsense, bringing, like, idiots into her family, moving them into your home, and now you get to have this relationship with Isabel, who's across the the water, so Monica's not involved in it, but yeah, Monica's dumb for not going to the wedding, because yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, sorry. Monica Monica's dumb. She also, like, gives me mild, like, uh, BGC (laughs) BGC, Bad Girls Club reunion in this dress. This is the thing. They also go back to the night before, and it's like almost what I said, which was Monica and Gabe are there. Obviously, Isabel's running late, but Isabel has a whole rest reason. Isabel says she's coming. Monica has gotten in a fight with Gabe and was like, I want to leave. And Gabe says, don't you leave because if Isabel comes and you're not here, it's going to be a whole thing. That is not the answer. Yes. The answer is this. Monica, if you want to leave, I totally get it. I'll just tell Isabel you were getting sick or you got tired or whatever. And if Isabel is really, really, I mean, you, the truth of the matter is then tell Isabel now, hey, babe, you can definitely come and Monica. just got ill. She she can't. She can't stay. And if Isabel really has a whole thing about it, then Isabel is a toxic person because it's yes. the night before your wedding. And the truth of the matter is it, it's is—it's not one person can't ruin your wedding. We all are individual people moving through our lives. We have boundaries. It, yes, it's about respecting each person. But, you know, it's interesting that uh that she was like, hey, Monica, do you regret not going to the wedding yeah Uh, i'm glad you asked that
1: yes because it's true she should have went um and i i think that you know gabe probably was drunk and was like no don't leave and like probably said some shit he shouldn't have said so saying that let's move on to jen and rishi jen has this whole freak out after she's like hearing the mother call her old over and over again in her head and just spirals out and goes and calls rishi and tells rishi that he needs to tell his mother that that's not okay. And Rishi's response is basically he tries to tell her that his mother's dumb without saying that. Because he says she doesn't know anything, she's a typical housewife. And I was like, "What? <laughs> what does that mean? She's not she's neither of the, I mean she's a housewife, but she's not dumb. Like she doesn't understand how hurtful that could be for Jen because for her it's just a fact. It's not a <laughs> It's not a thing that needs to be like fussed over angry about like, yeah, Yeah. I mean, here in America. Yeah, we're all about like staying young and looking great for as long as we possibly can. However, in other countries, women are ready to put the sorry on and sit back. They're ready to say that they're old so that they can have their children take over or whatever. We don't know. So it just is crazy that she calls him. And then, Rishi, I wanted to take like notes on what how he says it, but it was exactly how you, like you i I need you to understand that, like, I'm on my knees for you, and my mother she's I know, and he's she, Jen is like, you tell her to never say that to me. And I thought you two are not getting married. Jen, you've already disrespected this mother on national TV. So, You're not getting married and if you did i would want somebody to i would need that nice little interpreter to go back to auntie's house and tell auntie what jen said about her
0: yeah absolutely listen at at, at, this point is just like a sad you know sad insecure woman just having a meltdown on national television but what she does which we've already mentioned a couple of times did after which was her instagram you know like calling out of them at that point if Rishi was to ever marry Jen, then I would have no respect for Rishi because he basically would have just like, you know, he doesn't deserve a family. But uh, later on in this conversation, I'm going to give you my hair critique slash what people should do. So three women have hair situations uh, on the show. One's okay. And two need to go. And I have, um, recommendations for them but let's get through this and then we'll go through it so um obviously you know one's jen and so,
1: i'll like, tell right now the other one's chris go ahead yeah we do find out that jen isn't closing all doors that <laughs> she has a window open and if somebody's uh cop Murica's son wants to climb through that window and pass over his number she'll accept it um because she really likes him she likes the way that julian came out and defended his mother against oshama so
0: (laughs) yeah she loves a mama's boy
1: yeah right one
0: from another she like she'll love to breastfeed a man at night you know she
1: loves it so then we move on to them talking i think it's danielle and um whatever what's danielle danielle and johan (laughs) johan
0: yeah this whole conversation
1: about how latin people are jealous and there's a certain level of respect and blah, blah 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 and i mean I don't know how long Johan has been sitting there, but he's definitely over it by the time it comes to him and, and Danielle.
0: Like <laughs> I look at wah, Wait, wah, wah. and Patreon. This picture is this man's been done over it. You yes. know, like I, yeah, I didn't like, I did like this Latin thing. Listen, you know, this, so obviously, so sorry. Johan's like, listen, if, there is not a little bit of jealousy then there is no love because in my mind this is like how's how he saying and he's like the love that I have is like the jealousy and every person that that speaks Spanish on the day, so is like a ah, see, si, see si, as yeah. love her dad See. Si, yeah. uh-huh Isabella's like mm-hmm. Isabella breaks her neck she can't yeah. stop like <laughs> yeah. saying yes hard enough you know yeah. and obviously you know that is like literally a stereotype of Latin people across the board women and men and but I want to say this it's not Obviously, there's toxic versions of this. But can I be honest? It makes a little sense. No one wants to see the person that they've been effing or they've been loving like flirt too much or be flirted with by someone and not have the boundary or have the moment where you can tell that person is done satisfied in what you've been giving them that no other person can like take. Yes, their attention. That yeah. is what everyone wants. Okay, so it's so there's one there's that there's also, uh, you know, I'm obviously, a, you know, I'm a girl, but like, you mm. know, there's also maybe the man thing of like, that's my woman, and I love you. And if a man looks at me, you know, or looks at you, you know, like, if I was just to be like, you can have her, then who am I? But I'm mad. I'm mad of Anna of lip. Yeah, where I'm gonna go yes. around carnival, and men are gonna want to uh, hit my, you know, hit up my girlfriend. And I I'm not gonna be jealous. Like, don't touch my woman. My actual reaction is, I'm so scared. What am I gonna do? I don't know
1: what to do. I don't want you to go to my girlfriend. I'm too scared to deal with it. You know. It's, yeah, it's and, then, so and then you're gonna blame your girlfriend for being hot. Like, as I said before, and I was thinking <laughs> about it as I was walking and getting lunch on Sunday. I mean, on <laughs> on Saturday, it's like, how dare you get with a fine hot ass woman and then try to stifle her hotness because you aren't prepared to defend her against the men who are going to come up to her mm-hmm. okay anyways let's get back to fucking johan and danielle so we get taylor that comes out and johan is at this point done being nice mr nice guy to taylor and he just ignores him and then Everybody on the stage agrees that Danielle has disrespected Johan. Like Everyone disagrees that Taylan coming around is disrespectful because it has to do with the respect that you give the other person. If they're uncomfortable, they're uncomfortable and you need to respect that as the spouse. And so she's like, well, maybe we should get therapy. But he's like, as soon as this lease is up, we are done. So first of all, and then he first, then he tries to have the audacity to say, he's like an old bitty in this picture. He has the audacity to say that. I paid the bills. I don't know why Danielle is Danielle's making it seem like she pays it. Like, she couldn't pay it if it wasn't for me. I give her half. And, he, and everyone's like, is that true? And she's like, no. But even if he gives her half, like, that's not it. That's not all. Of it. She could probably pay the whole thing on her own.
0: You know what? Yeah, I think that... Uh, rewatching this part it's the one re-watch that made me change my mind about something mm. uh, when I was rewatching watching it it wasn't so much that I think that she wanted him to hang out with someone who was you know that she knew from America who was in town and could she hang out with them like that part I got and it made me kind of like okay Johan just go and see what life's like and just then make your decision and Johan wanted to be like she has pictures of him and she likes him but then here is the crutch that made me on Johan's side and I watched it and I didn't think about it then to rewatch it now is that of course when she's with taylan she tells him about how johan is upset and taylan's like oh he sounds immature not like the guys that you should go with i don't know if it's going to last or whatever and she is talking negatively about him she could have expressed this a billion ways remember how you know she could have been like oh johan yeah um he couldn't come today he has work and literally respect the fact that her husband didn't want to come and not make and not put anything negative out there or johan you know uh would probably be more comfortable if uh, we met up first and maybe he can, we can talk him into it later. But like the way she expressed it was negative, And therefore, Taylor, who doesn't know him at all, is like, ah, this woman is really not in him. Well, then I'm going to say something negative is that he's immature, either that or a baby, which of course is how Johan takes it. Johan takes it to be like, oh, so you're just talking shit about your dumb baby husband who's not, who's not open-minded and stuff and how you're some guru sage that is like all knowing, and I'm just just like it did feel that way and i think that all of this is the same conversation and i think of this uh, the same conversation of who's playing what role how has respect for people daniela Danielle in her core feels this and i don't really have to respect you because you don't pay the money i pay the money i do a lot of the work i feel like i'm in a dominant masculine role she says over now twice i wish i didn't feel that way i wish i could give at one point she says all of it up at this point she says at least half of it up i'm going to probably say that i don't know if she could honestly give up yeah right i don't think she could
1: because somebody it was either tim or veronica Goddamn them they made some (laughs) comment that was like you're not saying that you want him to take over you're saying that you're thinking of giving it up which is different Like, even if he made all the money, you would still want to have a seat at the table, which you are denying to him when he doesn't make all of the money. You are denying the seat at the table. You're saying you don't have the money. You can't sit here. This is the people who have the money. And they're saying, like, it's just interesting that she's because she's controlling and I'm not in a bad way. Maybe it's the way she's grown up. Maybe it's her experience. She's like, if I don't pay the bill, he just won't pay it as as the reason why she has to be in control as though he's like uh, like he says a dumb baby who doesn't know how to pay bills but i mean she chose to live in a place that he can't afford be that we don't know what his rent situation. we don't even know if he pays rent or his parents pay rent we don't know because i know in belize you just buy a house you buy the land and you build the house and it's yours and you don't pay you don't pay rent (laughs) like you don't you don't do that so I don't know we just don't know enough and yeah they need to break up because at this point he's done with it and she has disrespected him on national television to be true. He looks like <sighs> his mom there like <laughs> when they show the scene of his family eating I mean like literally his dad it was it reminded me so much of the family just everybody was like dig it in and he's like Johan you need to tell your wife <laughs> and then he's like yeah ah, she knows
0: <laughs> yeah
1: And then she's like I didn't want them to see me upset so she goes excuse me gets up and grabs her purse
0: Uh, i want to say this sean robinson always from the like sean robinson's hair and makeup is always on point and her body be on point so i'm just gonna say this this one outfit she's wearing for this tell-all is what looks like green terry cloth it feels like the it feels okay the cut of it looks high-end and looks like it's a high fat or like a nighttime dress but the fabric looks like you're at the saint regis pool honey and you're about to be like you know pull that off and there's a bikini underneath. And also, for some reason, it gives me Gumby. The exact color was very Gumby. Okay, so... You know, yeah, like, he says basically that, you know, after the lease is up, that she, that he's up. <laughs> and, you know, they also had said that sometimes they say crazy things, but they always get back together, so we don't really know exactly how that's going to go. But Talon really leaves this this uh, tell-all where I'm like, I can only imagine that there's a bunch of people sleeping, uh, sleeping slipping into that man's DM. Because he came on looking fly, looking hot, he has a job, he's sweet, he... Can play basketball, and there's that other thing that we learned about him. So, I, you know, I'm thinking that he's probably real, real popular.
1: Yeah, his DMs are blown up ever after since he wore that flamingo outfit. Um, we we in the tell all, um, and it has been a grueling two and a half hours, it feels like. And we have Debbie who's like, hey.
0: <laughs> Wait, could I say it? Okay,
1: yeah, go
0: ahead. Oh, looked like a corpse or a Meg shot. Oh, what happened to my Mr. Strange? Wonderful. wonderful. Uh, he never existed. Are you in batty insane? Like, what are you? My, your are Mr. Insane. Oh, first of all, this is not the same quote, but I just love her hair. You know, it, it really goes to show you that you really can love, an absolutely insane woman and doses of, ins- of it is great. Like mm, how doses of like Molly when you're 20s is great, but you cannot live your life every day taking Molly. Well.
1: I want to say it now. Okay. Oh, Shama looked like a corpse or a mugshot. What happened to my, my Mr. Strange and wonderful.
0: So uh, if you're on Patreon, you get to vote. Who was <laughs> the best read of that line? You can vote one for me, Chris, or two for what? Now, uh, I, spell I, out the word one and spell out the word two. Cast your votes
1: now. Also, yeah. if you guys are in the Los Angeles area oh. and you would like to see a fantastic show, a coming to age one woman show written by, I mean, Newport's finest, Christine or Christina Farah um i just want to find that person and be like why did you, they didn't do the, that whole thing over again i can't believe they put your name as christina
0: anyways wait can i say one two things okay before we get to that can i just say kind of show you my hair things okay okay this yes let's go so sorry sorry okay so ready yes and i want to say this right now mm-hmm. jen mm-hmm. if you stepped up your look you could really give me like rich older woman and the reason why you're not a hundred percent giving me that right now is because of your fashion and hair choices, which 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 uh which take you from I'm gonna say this, this is gonna be really really horrible, takes you in your I don't care what you what you say about this, but this is the truth, takes you from where I know you could possibly live on like the major metropolitan cities of style in America, and makes me a hundred percent know that you don't live in those places, okay? And it's just hair and and, uh, makeup and clothes. But I can't work on all of it. But what I can work on is what I can. So listen, she came to the tell-all like this. Now you can tell me, and you'd be right, that this was better than the entire season that we saw her hair. But we definitely still saw the chunkiest of the chunks, blonde streaks. And I'm going to give you, in comparison, Rosie Huntington-Whiteley now or whitley i don't know but you can look on patreon you'll see this in real life and if you are want to see what i'm looking at it's literally like her last couple of last instagram pictures look at this subtle gorgeous fresh i mean quiet luxury hair where it just is a pop of lightness instead of like a whole big ass chunk that frames faces and she has long ass hair, you know, and she likes to wear it. So I'm just like in my mind now. Okay. The other one ready. Okay. Jen, I mean, uh, sleepy Chris. Now we've seen also horrible hair the entire time. And for the tell all, did she get it better? No, she shows up with three different colors, including the worst roots. Okay. This woman can't keep hair color up at all. At least Jen can. So Jen can do the first now for Chris, I'm going to give her even something more subtle. And it's youthful. Look at this. And this is also recent off of Kaya Gerber's Instagram, Kaya Gerber, Cindy Crawford's daughter. But it's a rich mahogany brown with, again, some like lightness down that is going to grow out and be fine. Now, of course, she's always going to have gray. I can't fix the world. But that's what I want to say. This is the end of the season. I can't just like make fun of people without trying to also give them con- constructive criticism. Those are my choices for you. Uh, I love you guys so much. Again, yes, as Wah was so kind to shout out, I have a one person show. It opens in June. Wa's coming to a show. Some other people are coming to shows. I'm excited. Um, seven shows in June. Please look up Lebanese debutante. I just made its own Instagram at Lebanese debutante, but there's also um, bit dot l y slash leb deb and we can look up lebanese debutante through the hollywood fringe seven dates again in june different times and dates all at the second stage at the broadwater it's my first personal solo show i'm very very excited um also at the same time we're on patreon doing lip Honey that's love in paradise and obviously we have been you know discussing a couple peeps here so you can see that we're up to date and then at the same time we're very excited about before the 90 days which is uh coming on up honey it's a before we even know it it will be before the 90 days right yes
1: oh, Lord um, there's also a couple of docu series that we'll be watching one that came out today it's called the Curious Case of Natalia Grace about a American couple who adopted a person from <laughs> from um, Russia and it turns out that uh, the the person child was not what they expected hmm. so um we're going to send, they send, they send them back to send them back Yes, they can. Um it's like I mean, Amazon
0: just like put them in a box and put them like yeah, put them in a QR code just <laughs> QR
1: code. 100%. And then mm-hmm. um the next one that we are going to be talking about is Happy Shiny People, which uh studies um a sect of fake Christianity um that the Duggers were into. So that's one going to be st- I think I think they're both going to be wildly popular, especially the Duggers one. I think a lot of people are going to be talking about it. So you guys are going to get into the no as well.
0: Um but Do you yeah. know the song? Do you know Shiny Happy People holding? Shiny Happy People holding
1: hands. I'll look it up. Is it like okay. a sixties, seventies song?
0: Yeah, uh I'll look it up. Don't worry. I think it's eighties or nineties
1: um yeah, so thank you guys 90s. so much for being here if you'd like to join Thanks. our patreon you can see us patreon.com slash docusweeties um it's ten dollars a month you get the visuals of what you're looking at plus you get exclusive content such as love and paradise and maybe some other things on the horizon um and we love your support there and for those of you who are patrons we love 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 love, love y'all love y'all all right and chris will tell you about our socials
0: it's at DocuSweeties on Instagram, at Docky Sweeties on TikTok, at DocuSweeties on Twitter one. Uh, at Docky Sweeties one on Twitter. That's actually what I wanted to say. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for uh, listening. Give us five stars. We'll talk to you later. Happy Memorial Day from our Patreon. It's getting it right now. Bye, babes. Bye. Bye.